gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another wonderful episode of Sports, Nonsense, and Whiskey. Tuesday, February 15th. Guess what? We're live. Live on Facebook. You want to listen? You want to chat with us? You want to throw out some nonsense of your own? Let's hear it. We may not respond. We may not even acknowledge it. But we most likely will. First off, Caleb, we're live on YouTube. YouTube. What did I say? Facebook? Yeah. Damn. Already screwing everything up. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, ladies and gentlemen. We expect gentlemen. that from you, though. 30 I'm seconds here. in. Yeah. I'm here to screw it all up. That's what I'm good at. That's okay. Uh, but we're live. I'm Hanging out with the fellas in the cave. Pinky, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man. That was a good day. It's a good day. It's been a good week so far. Excellent. Excellent. SP, I know, I know you're a little on edge right now, but overall, minus the last like 35 minutes, how you doing? Uh, last week's been garbage. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How about you? Uh, hit and miss. Hit and miss. I've just been feeling old. I old. think I think that's a little bit of me. As I well. literally had like hip pain last night that like had me almost in tears. That's not good. It, it's not. It's not. Ooh, Today man. it's like completely. Did you fine. do something that caused it? Uh, no. Oh, that's even worse. No. I. There might be a previous issue that flares up from time to time. I'm gonna go with that's what it is. Because again, if you go to the doctor, they find it everything wrong with you except for what's yeah, bothering yeah, you. you you know yeah. then you just pay for it right yeah so yeah i uh yeah i know exactly what you're talking but about the hip can coupled with my like knee issue aaron over here uh i think he diagnosed it as an mcl no i think you have a probably a minor or not if not a full meniscus tear oh, my guess. meniscus tear is where you're going that's that's a bit of a rehab, i mean it's been sir. for a year though like it shouldn't have like healed oh, itself or oh no it doesn't heal itself and, no and meniscus is once it's torn it's you might be able to get a cadaver one stitched <laughs> on in there There's a lot of people just get rid of it yeah i mean you don't you saw that diagram i showed mm-hmm. you you don't technically need it. It's just there to provide a lot of the disc for to the help, joints. you know. Yeah. So it's not bone on bone, basically. Yeah. It could be a meniscus tear. Usually, though, when people move around as much as you have and lift and everything, the way PCLs have, or not PCLs, MCLs are usually the ones that you still can do everything on. It just hurts. So I don't get any throbbing. It's literally just when I do like a squatting motion. I can go upstairs. I can get on a treadmill. I can bike. I can, I can I can do everything with my knee. And it's only when I'm going down. And it doesn't like... So I'll go to the gym. We'll do squats. It'll hurt. I'll do what I can and then stop. The next day, it just doesn't... It doesn't... Uh, it just doesn't bother me. So... Hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm not sure what to say. I don't feel old because my body hurts because my body's hurt since I was like 14, 15 starting about there just continuous because of sports and stuff so i've always had a nagging injury or well, don't get an mri ache or pain dude i just had one on my back and they go yeah definitely some degeneration uh looks like you probably got some nerve damage it's like okay they're like so let's go ahead and give you a toradol shot we'll do two of those i was like it's not really solving anything i'm not really talking about the pain as it's an issue i'm talking about how do we relieve it yeah they said well we'll do the shot i was like all right fine i'll you know what? Spine one out of Denver. They're supposed to be phenomenal at this back stuff. I get a, a call the two days before my appointment. Uh, it was cleared through your insurance. Everything's good to go. It's going to be $1,000. I called them right back and I said, you can cancel both of my appointments. They're like, why? I was like, I'm not paying $1,000 for a pain shot. 
That that doesn't when do I'm me not any in that good. much. I'm are you not in a lot of pain, right? Oh, the pain was so bad I couldn't walk. Oh, oh crippled that's pretty me. bad. That's pretty my bad. dad literally forced me to go to the doctor. So yeah, it was bad. But it's been that way since I was fifteen. So I've had many doctors tell me it's a phantom. And I'm like, I'm not missing games for fun. Like I'm not sitting on have the you, bench uh, and not playing. Have you gone to a chiropractor? I, it's probably my next step, but I'm not a big fan of chiropractors because I feel like if you have to continuously go back to something to get it corrected, it's not fixing you. Well, that's because most people don't go to the chiropractor the right way. And the right way is you have to incorporate a lot of massage therapy because your muscles are, you know, they're elastic. Sure. So if you go and, you know, you get everything worked out and then go home and don't change anything, all those muscles slide right back to where they were. Right. And then it just recauses the problem. So you have to get a lot of massage therapy after. Um, I so, haven't heard that before, but that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You, it's got to be malleable. I'm going to do my own core strengthening for now and see how that works and go from there. But uh, that's definitely the best way to fight back pain. Yeah. Because um, I've had back pain since I was a kid. And yeah. That was the thing. That I have lower about. back pain, but that's because I'm fat. Literally, dude. 15 freshman soccer, Woodland Park. I'll never forget it. Uh, this first game I was going to start, a big time feeling, you know. We're in warm-up lines, and I will go to kick the ball, and my body freezes. Like, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. My body, like, froze. I couldn't – I could walk still and move, but if I tried to, like, actually run or, like, bend over or do anything that requires, like, sports, couldn't do it. Buddy came, and he was trying to pop my back. We were trying to stretch me out. I thought it was just tight all of a sudden, never loosened up. Two weeks later, it was like it never happened. And it just flares up every couple of years. And just like when it happened two months ago, I was literally, I got out of the shower, I got dressed and I went to go walk out of my bedroom and knees to the floor. I was like, Whoa, it's back. No idea why, no idea what's going on. I think it's got something to do with the nerve damage that he said he possibly saw, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars for pain medication. Yeah, did they not know what we can get for 25 bucks, like in a, an alley? Like, I'm here? good. You, like, know? you can keep your Toradol. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could buy stuff from an Amazon driver if you catch them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I've I, always had a, a, a hit and miss feeling with doctors in general. Your, your high-end people, your, your neurosurgeons, your orthopedic surgeons and, and guys like that who have specialties, yeah. I feel like are amazing. General practitioners, I feel like 90% of the time, maybe even higher than that, they're just looking to churn through people and they don't even listen to what you're saying. My migraines, I saw a neurologist for five years. I self-diagnosed myself and prescribed my own medications. I walked in there and told them what I wanted to try. Like, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> that just seems backwards to me. The only reason I'm going to you is because I can't write my own prescription. Like, that's not okay. So it is what it is, I'm but... St- I'm starting to think like those, you know, the, the, the family practice doctors are like the customer service when you call in. You yeah, it's that's the, exactly what it front is. front line guys. Are like, I just want to get You're you like, off the phone. Can I see a supervisor? Yeah, they're Dude. like, absolutely. In other words, a specialist. And that is, like, that is your, a great way to describe it because it took me get three years to see my general practitioner before she would even write me a referral to a neurologist. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. So, but no, I get the pain thing. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't feel old because of the pain. I just feel like it's all old athletic injuries that if I just, you know, 
got a little bit more healthy and a little bit more active, they'd be all a lot better. Well, at least you have an excuse. After they, after I was on the phone scheduling my MRI, and she's like, "Oh, it's gonna be a seven hundred dollar copay." I was like, "Maybe my knee doesn't hurt that bad." We already went over this, Pinky. How much of that you paying? How much? Zero. Okay, shut up, dude. Wait, (laughs) like serious? So you're not paying anything? Well, you know, at where I work, they they give you the yeah twenty five hundred a year or whatever. Yeah. Well, last year we didn't spend a lot, and the year before we right. didn't spend a lot, so we rolled quite a bit over, and so now so I've got a. So you're complaining about seven hundred dollars when you don't even have to touch it. I mean, it's still coming. Pink, out of you're that probably account. getting a swift kick in the ass on the way out of here tonight. Just a heads <laughs> right. up. That's what I, that's what I was telling him. I'm like, seriously, dude. I'm yeah, like, no, like, you don't. What no. are you? What are you bitching about? No, no, my thousand dollars was after my insurance kicked in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, but I, I get paying. I've had to pay that for MRIs. I had to do it for my head because they were convinced there was going to be a tumor in my brain, and that's why my migraines were the way they were. Came back clean, and the doctor goes, huh, that's exactly what he said. Looked at it, goes, hmm, well, you're healthy. Not really what I was looking for. Brain looks good. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the medication that I'm on now. So he originally prescribed the first one, and he's like, um, just a heads up, insurance doesn't like to cover this so you might want to check on it before you get it filled right so uh anyways i get a call from the pharmacy and they're like there's a problem with your prescription I'm like i know exactly what that problem is. <laughs> yeah so i called them and I'm like so what's up and they're like yeah they're not going to cover it um but we can still fill it for you for uh it's a thousand dollars and i'm like that's a little steep i don't think i'm going to do that and i'm like so that's like for the for the full regimen thing and they're like no it's per pill <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh I'm like, so So I'd have to set up a payment plan to get a two-week supply is what you're saying? Like, you charge interest? Not like, just a payment plan. Here's my next three years' salary. Yeah, and like, uh, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm good. I said, I'll call my doctor. I'll see if they got something else. And then so I called him. He's like, this one basically works just as well. $22. Yeah. Why didn't you give me that one the first yeah, try? Yeah, I'm like, why, why do you even put me through Why'd that? you waste my time? Right, yeah. I, I think he... They probably got a little deal, you know. He gets a little. Oh, they back. absolutely do. He gets a rebate in the mail anytime some sucker pays fourteen grand for medication. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a reason they always offer something first. Yeah, yeah. try this. Let's see if uh, your insurance is stupid enough to pay. For Dude, this. the healthcare system in America is broken beyond yeah, broken. Yeah. Hey, that's but what... the problem with it is, is we also have like the best doctors in the world for majority of things. Oh boy, would I disagree with that? Um, Sur- we, I'm talking surgery. We, we, and... Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. In certain cases, absolutely. Yeah. The the biggest issue is that. If you and I go in for the same thing, we will pay two separate prices. Yeah. And not even that, but the doctor's office bills the insurance company one price. The insurance company comes back and says, no, we're only going to pay this. The doctor's like, okay, we'll take that. Yeah. And then they send you a bill for the rest. And then they pass through, yeah. You know what's really cool here? Let's go ahead and segue. You ready? I got a segue for you. You heard about what Mark Cuban's doing? Yep. Awesome. I was just going to bring that up. Awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you. Yeah. So, uh, so Mark Cuban is starting his own, I guess you could call it pharmaceutical company. Uh, they're obviously, they're not manufacturing anything, but um, they're going to be a prescription service and it's fully transparent. And he tells you up front, anything you pay is only going to have a 10% markup and that's just to cover the overhead. And that is it. And he is hmm. doing it specifically to undercut all these terrible practices that are going on right now. Um, can't use insurance. 
Yeah, can't use insurance. Otherwise, but, he has to deal with them for the stuff. So he's cutting out all middlemen. Yeah, but he's going to offer everything mm-hmm. to them at basically wholesale prices with just enough markup to keep, of course, them operational. Pretty much for, for him to kind of put his foot on the throat of, you know, most pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies. Because if they don't get in line, they're not going to get any business, right? So now they're going to have to start to compete. Um, which is, it's ridiculous that a billionaire has to go through this kind of trouble just to make them not be t- terrible companies. Here's, um, here's where I get so frustrated, I think, is, look, I'm all for capitalism. I think it is the best setup that we can have at this point in human history. And I say that because it really does create, you go out and bust your ass, you're going to get the reward kind of thing, right? Like you make a company, you make it successful, you get to reap the benefits. However, the catch 22 of that is at the same time, you get guys, and I am going to draw a blank on his name and the company right now. I think it was Pfizer. A couple years back, the really young dude, he was like 34. He's like the CEO of this major pharmaceutical company. It wasn't Pfizer. It wasn't Pfizer. You're, um, you're referring to the guy that the, um, they called uh, EpiPen. Pharma. Yep. Well, well, actually, there was a guy before that. So what this kid did is he worked for Wall Street, got some money, and he figured out that you can actually buy the, um, the companies that are doing the manufacturing and when you buy them and you owe them, you get to control the cost production. Right. So he went and he purchased this drug that was specifically for more or less HIV. And he jumped it from $13 a pill to $750 a pill yep. overnight. And because, because he could, because people have to have it. Well, his argument was insurance is going to cover it. What do you care? Right. And be, but obviously there were a lot of people out there that were paying for that out of pocket. Yeah. So that completely went out, went out the window. But anyway, he was a 34 year old dude that was yeah. like, I don't care. He's like, I'm just going to go clean up, make tons of cash. And, um, but there's actually a really good documentary out. Uh, he has no soul. Like you watch any Isn't interviews that the guy with this that guy, like the Wu Tang clan. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. He like has the one, no like the one copy soul. of it. Yeah. The dude literally said, why do I care if somebody can't afford their insulin? That's not my problem. My problem is making as much money for this company as I can. What? Like, dude, there's there's a fine line of capitalism and having human decency. Like, yeah, you could make you well, could charge double what it costs you to product it and still become a billionaire. That but guy, that wasn't enough for him. Just, he was a really strange, yeah, strange, really. Dude, strange. But it, it's so weird how you know the insurance companies, the health, the the, the professionals. Like I used to take uh, this um, sleep aid, <coughs> and I I took it every night. I I could guarantee myself six to seven hours of sleep, mm-hmm. guaranteed. I wouldn't get up in the middle of the night and pee. Nothing. Just I would be good to go. This doctor's visit I had uh, the other day, doctor's like, oh, are you still taking this medication? And I was like, well, I I take it if I just really need a good night's sleep. Well, you don't take it every night? I was like, well, no, the ins- the insurance company only give me 10 pills a month. That's all they'll let me have. Hmm. Although if when I had a full month, now again, any night I didn't have it, like if my prescription ran out and I hadn't got it filled yet. Yeah. That was like the worst night ever because I had gotten dependent on like I had to have it to sleep. But those I was like, so it's so good. It knocks me out that it was perfect for me. Yeah. Now I don't. I mean, I just I just use it when I when I'm like really have one of those bad nights. Hmm. I should be able to use it every night. I should. 
but I can't because my insurance company will only pay for 10. Right. And that's the thing that I don't like about it is they get to dictate what's good for you. And it's not even that, right? More or less off the cuff say, well, this, this is what's good for you or this is what we're going to pay. However you want to look at it. You know what I mean? And that's really irritating. But there definitely are negative things to, to capitalism for sure. And that's when people go about it the wrong way and are just fulfilled with greed. Because um, I, I watched back-to-back documentaries, funny enough, about the that girl who um, started up the, the company. You're supposed to just take a few drops of blood, put it into a machine, and it was going to do like all these full blood tests and everything. Yeah. Um, her product never worked, ever. And she raised $9 billion of money. <laughs> yeah, it, it never worked. She didn't even have a working prototype. But they were out there doing deals with Walgreens and all this other stuff. And uh, anyways, so yeah, they went broke and she actually ended up going to prison because of, you know, pretty much defrauding. And the same thing with um, that company WeWork. I don't know if you heard of them. No. Here's the thing that blows my mind with this. That company got evaluation at its top of $47.5 billion. Okay. They were about to do a deal with uh, this investor from Japan where he was going to put another $4 billion into it. And that company was never profitable, ever. Uh, it didn't even have the potential of being profitable um, because the CEO was basically just funneling all the money into his own personal account. So he ended up leaving the company with over $700 million in the bank and all the real estate because he proposed the deal that he would purchase the real estate and the company had to lease it from him. <laughs> yeah that is awesome and that guy gets to just resign right yeah he ha- he, he probably had a golden parachute he to has go a, with it. he has a net worth of 1.4 billion dollars and he absolutely just destroyed a company and took people's money that's it and the, the fact that people get to do that with no repercussions you know what i mean that is the worst part of capitalism for sure and uh it's just pretty disgusting to see some of those things out there that's pretty rough yeah, I can't wait to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, give me some money. I like money. Give Sorry, me some I, money. I don't have a drink. Oh, boy, I wish we had video. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, Pinky. I left you hanging there. Yeah. What are you doing, anyways, man? Did you forget okay. you're on a broadcast here? Yeah, we haven't even heard you talk for like 10 seconds. Zach's going to be shocked. Nah, I was letting you guys just, you know. Uh, I'm talking to people. Let it breathe a little bit. You guys are rolling. Uh, Aaron does like... Aaron likes economics and politics. I love all of finance. I'm with him. There's a a lot to discuss. We're we're trying to keep it more... I don't know sports, so I got to talk about... (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I mean, we could do a whole show on all the other stuff that's happening in America. That's true. I mean, it'd be easy, but... Yeah, check out Mark Cuban. If you haven't heard about this, it's it's pretty incredible. And I've been a big Mark Cuban fan since he bought the Dallas Mavericks. I think he's so, the best owner in sports. I know sports. one of the things that's going around, because the doctor's office I go to, the main doctor is doing it in Denver, and he's bringing the program down to the Springs, where you pay almost like a subscription fee or yeah. something. yeah. You pay just a monthly fee and you get yeah. access to everything. And then any a la carte, things like blood tests or whatever, you just pay or yeah. you run that through your insurance. Yeah, the kicker about that is, is like, you know, last five years, I didn't have to do anything. 
this year I got to go figure out what the hell's wrong with my back. And guess what? My deductible hasn't been hit yet. Well, <laughs> the issue I ran into, right? Because when you get that service, because I actually tried it, I was like, this seems like a good deal, right? Until you show up and they're like, hi, I'm the nurse practitioner. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought I was seeing a doctor. I've Listen, no offense nurse practitioners, because in my opinion, nine times out of 10, they probably know more than doctors because they deal with more people mm-hmm. and more common things. But the issue is if I'm going to pay money for something and you're going to put it as, you know, here's your doctor. And then you just show up and you get nurse practitioners. Funny you say I'm, that because like uh, so. all my migraine stuff is actually through the nurse practitioner. Yeah. I, I saw the actual neuro neurologist once a year just for him to look at my chart and say, all right, we're good. Push me out the door. Yeah. So, well, whatever. All right. So that's, that's probably enough on nonsense. <laughs> Right. The FDA is going to come for now us. Now that everybody's got our medical history here, <laughs> right. um, we'll move along a little bit. <laughs> Before we get too far. Sponsored by Viagra. <laughs> Cialis is good, too. Okay. From what I hear. From what you hear? From what I hear. I'm still solid, so I, I don't need to worry about any of that. I'm not there yet. You know, uh, I actually did hear, though, that people who took Viagra, because it, it's a obvious, it's a, what is it, what do you call it? Uh, it's God. a blood circulatory. No, vasodilator yes. or something like yes. that. Anyways, inflammatory. So, no, 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 no. It, it helps it, put it dilates o- your yeah. yeah your your blood vessels. Helps put oxygen in the blood vessels and allow the flow to be better. Anyways, the reason why that's important is because um, the obviously the more dilated your vessels are, the more nitrous oxide you can actually get through your body, which is one of the biggest. Uh, ways to fight dementia. So they found that people who regularly took Viagra had a 70% less likely chance of having dementia. Weird. Yeah, because it, they're starting to realize that most brain disease is actually because of uric acid, which your body can't get okay. rid of um, due to certain things as you get older. Funny you bring that up. Let's, you know, always about sports here, right, fellas? Get up uh, about a month ago, I want to say, about a month ago. Um, Bart Scott was actually talking about how back when he played, they used to pop Viagra on the regular in cold yeah. games because it would circulate the blood more and get it moving and keep the body warmer. Hmm. Uh, so he's like, and everybody is looking at him like, what? Or he's like, yo, yo, yo hang on guys. Like this was not created as an erectile dysfunction drug. It was for something else, yeah. specifically blood circulation. Yeah. And it happened to work for that. So we were using it before it was really popular as the ED medication to help stay warm on the sidelines and during games. And I was like, to be an NFL player or professional athlete at any level, really, for that matter, the access you have to any drug you want is mind boggling. It wasn't until I watched any given Sunday (laughs) and you just watch like the guys like, yeah, sure. Write you up like in just injecting stuff and you oh. know it man you you know you know those guys are getting all types of well tyler skaggs is is uh, you guys familiar with tyler skaggs Mm-mm. california angels pitcher who died in his hotel room two years ago on a road trip might have heard it but uh drug overdose basically is what happened found out the trainer was prescribing him a bunch of stuff under the table to support his habit well his trial is going on right now and some dudes just testified that yeah, that was definitely going on. Well, and there's a big issue with it. Yeah, of course. But the thing is, everyone knows about it. Yeah, they just so, don't do anything about it. This is also why so many professional athletes want marijuana legalized, which is also why so many leagues no longer test for it. Yeah. Well, 
I don't think it's very performance enhancing unless you're having it's not performance unless enhancing. it's like a food eating competition. No, nah, even then it's not really you're gonna get you're gonna get focused on something stupid while you're trying to eat your food. Uh, like yeah. it's not you're not gonna go balls to the walls. Right. Like, nah, it wouldn't work for that either. Instead it took him six hours to eat the fifty hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kept getting distracted. A tiny bite of pie at a time because like, it's so good and you're savoring so it. It's so good, man. Yeah, right. yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's not, no. And then you got the bun here and it's good too. <laughs> yeah. he, kept, then, he kept calling Uber Eats for different things. Uh, yeah, so and then like, you're sitting there going, funny. I don't need to dunk the bun in the water. I can just drink it. Oh, it's so, oh. Hmm. It's yeah, it's not going to. Dirty cotton mouth. Yeah. I, I did have something that I think will make Caleb happy. Oh, this should be interesting. Yeah. The first time. I actually watched a little bit of the Olympics. What'd you watch? Whatever came on after the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually... It was an accident. It was actually women's bobsledding. (laughs) And my wife was just like, no, I've got to watch this. i got to watch it. It was the monobob, actually. Yeah, whatever um, that is. Which is crazy. Um, Really cool. Wait... you know what? I watched. Every- it's one person in a bobsled, basically. No, so I watched like it's five not or like six the of these four ladies. people that you usually see on a bobsled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they call it monobob. I watched five or six of these. Uh-huh. Every single one looked the same. Like, like it, it, it just looked like it was different colors on the sled or whatever. But the the actual race part of it looked the same. Like there was nothing different about um, it. How could it possibly look different? Being- I don't know. I was just like, there's nothing compelling about this at all. You know, except I'm like, there's a plus fifty sign here, or there's a negative one sign here, like because they're like a second behind. You're like, if it's green or all you know is it's green or red. About it, green or red, green or red. That was literally like sitting there saying, you know, every lap of that NASCAR race pretty much looked the same. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a different car that crossed the line first. And it was funny. I was like, honey, do you, you? like, it's already 9 o'clock. Gonna go, but no, no, we got to watch this. I was like, do we? I'm a big fan, but again, That's, I know I'm a bit of a minority. I, the only thing I was really impressed by was that... Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Mike uh, Tirico. Mike Tirico. Mike Tirico. Was announcing the Olympics from the field of SoFi. He was still on the field. Oh, he's flying back. Well, no, no. They did the Super Bowl. They did the trophy presentation. He was on the field. He cut into yeah. the Olympics. He announced the rest of mm-hmm. those events from the field because they'd come back and show him. You know, he was on the in so China far. up until last Wednesday. Yeah. Then flew up back to LA to do the Super Bowl. And then I believe today he was supposed to be back in China, I believe, so that he can be there for the final and the closing ceremonies. Talk <laughs> talk about some jet lag, dude. Who's this guy? Mike, Mike Tirico? Tirico. Yeah. He's uh, mainly he's SCPA he's going to be the new Al Michaels or you know how, however you want to think of famous broadcasters. He's like one of the biggest guys on ESPN right Why now. Does no, he have... he's NBC now. Is he NBC? Yeah, he left okay. ESPN because NBC is giving him the Al Michaels position. Basically, mm. Al Michaels wants nothing to do with NBC anymore, and it sounds like he's going to make a hundred million dollars to go do uh, Amazon next year. What? Mm. Amazon's going to throw dumb money at uh, somebody. Yeah, because they don't care. It's they it's don't. it's monopoly money to them at this point. Blows my mind, man. I mean, when your broadcast rights are five billion dollars, you can afford to throw a hundred million at somebody and let them be the face of the situation. You well, know? Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at okay, so you know they were talking about Joe Rogan and 
how much money he made, right? He was paid $100 million uh, from Spotify. And most people are like, that's a lot of money. And then you look and you're like, oh, Spotify makes $140 million a month? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like not too impressed. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's, you know. I mean, it's a lot of money for him, but in sure. the grand scheme of what the business is doing, it's, you know, dropping the bucket. Yeah, absolutely. So then what people don't understand too, though, is um, corporations need to run zero uh, every year. That's how they avoid taxes. Yeah. Um, because you're spending more than you're earning. People don't get it. Like that, that's incentivized because if you're spending money, that money's going places, right? It's either going to the state that you're spending in um, or it's, you know, stimulating the economy because if they're sitting there spending, you know, five, six billion dollars on stuff, that means companies somewhere are making five, six billion. It's kind of like the art thing. Why do a lot of rich people buy art? Because it's a tax write-off. Yeah. And then when you sell it, you and get to keep all of the benefit yeah, yeah. and you never have to pay tax on it. Like the loopholes are incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's reasons all of these things happen. And like you said, it's incentivized through law. Yeah. So there's a reason they continue to do it. Listen, these, the people who do it didn't write it. So I, I'm like, don't get pissed off at them. You know what I mean? It's like, they're only utilizing what's in the tax codes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of incentivizing, uh, Zach's probably not very thrilled right now because, uh, baseball is slowly killing itself again. And they were supposed to have pitchers and catchers report for spring training today. Today. Baseball was supposed to start today and they're still in lockout. And now the MLB is saying, you know what? This is what we'd really like to see happen. We want to cut roughly, I think it was 900 players from minor league baseball. Because baseball, being the MLB, doesn't want to have to use their funds to supply healthcare and travel expenses and such and such and such and such to these players any longer. So what they want to see is not have to pay for any of it and let them fend for themselves. And if you can create an independent league, cool. If you can't, you're all screwed. What baseball doesn't realize apparently is the grassroots is what actually kind of keeps baseball alive. And if you're going to concentrate on just professional baseball, I give it 20 years. Isn't that like firing the frontline employees and letting the executives take all the money? Mm -hmm. Isn't that basically the same concept? <laughs> I, I was just checking it because that was kind of my understanding of it. Players union isn't even listening to the offers. That's why I was telling you guys the other week that they've hired an outside arbitrator because I think that's going to benefit their case. Hmm. What's funny is basically baseball has given away things over the years to accommodate the players to an extent and make it feel like they got what they wanted. And now they're trying to basically like take most of well, it back. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of money paid in baseball to the biggest players. Oh, baseball contracts are crazy. They're like basketball contracts. And they do get benefit. Like if you've been in the league more than a certain amount of time, you get like benefits for life and you get a minimum salary for life as you well. Do. So there's some extra benefits in there that are a little bit better than most places. That's only if you're a but major league baseball player. The one thing that baseball does, other than other sports, like when you are that young player that's really damn good, you make you don't make that much money. No, baseball's backwards. They pay everybody once they hit like 35 and they give them a 10-year, $100 million contract, right? which makes no sense. And then they get mad that they gave a 35-year-old a $100 million right. contract. Bryce Harper... Mike Trout, 
Nolan Arenado. Pujols. Pujols isn't even in this category. That, that's how crazy these contracts have gotten. His contract Those was three pretty specific, bad, though. It's a terrible contract, but these three are about to be even worse. Because Nolan got $380 million 10-year deal, I think. He's 34. Bryce Harper just got, it was like 460 10-year deal or something like that. He's 30. Like, they're paying him after their prime. So with baseball, you have to have a career that's Hall of Fame, then they'll pay you. Problem with that is, is you're no longer going to be a Hall of Fame player after you got that big contract. Correct. Basketball, you got a 19-year-old. He does his three, four-year rookie deal. Now he's eligible for a max contract based on his years. That's where basketball has done such a brilliant job of this. Yeah, their max contracts are absurd. Yeah, their contracts are guaranteed. But there's a pay scale. So based on your first max deal, you can make X amount. Then based on your next max deal, you can now make X amount more because you're a veteran. Baseball doesn't do that. They're completely backwards. And then you got football who's just screwing every player left and right because they don't want to guarantee anything. And I think that's a joke. The way the way football contracts are written is crazy. Well, over the last couple of years, they're getting more guaranteed money than they did in the past. But that's, yeah, because the players are finally going. because they're fighting for it. That basketball player who's sitting on the bench for most of the game just got a $100 million deal. Why am I the face of the NFL and I'm only getting 50? In the in the biggest sports league in the world. Yeah. I mean, we would probably say soccer is pretty close. No, or, no, no. Or there, there, there is no soccer league that competes with the NFL. There are soccer leagues who are up there. But I don't think there's any one league that competes with the NFL on that monetary level. So, yeah, but baseball is, um, look, I've been saying it for a while. They refuse to change. They think they can stay in 1900 and they're still going to be America's pastime, which they haven't been for 50 years, probably 40 years. What's, what's funny is there's less interest in baseball today when you have more access to to baseball, you can pull up your phone and watch it. You can pull up, like you have more access to it, and yet there's less people watching it. Well, yeah, I I, I think that speaks volumes that you're only popular when there's nothing else to watch. So even then, I'm like, oh, is there old yeah. TV shows I could rewatch well, again? You know, I'm referring to back 30, 40 years ago. Like, what else were they gonna do? You know what I mean? I guess I could go outside. I mean, you have your like like Zach, who will watch every Rockies game. You have those guys out there. They're they're there. Oh, there's plenty of but. them still. The problem is, is, they're the generation isn't following them. Like our generation, Zach, Dan, they are the end of that. Oh yeah, their kids aren't doing that anymore. No they don't want to sit there and watch those boring ass games. I am obsessed with sports. I watch everything. I have a hard time dealing with baseball. And I think there's easy little tweaks they could make that would make the game so much more interesting to watch. But when you have pitchers taking five minutes to throw a pitch, you have batters constantly backing out of the box because their gloves weren't tight enough. Like there's so many things wrong with baseball right now that they don't want to address at all. So you know what? Go ahead. Strike. Guess what's going to happen when you come back? Ask hockey. I'm just going to flip that channel over to the uh, world's strongest man competition. There you go. Hey, 
Those people work really hard and they don't get paid Dude, anything. Those guys are awesome. Pride, baby. That's it's a right. beautiful thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think baseball, if they really do strike, if they miss the start of the season, which in all likelihood it looks like it's going to happen, it will be the beginning of the end of baseball. I, I firmly I mean, believe that. Then 94, right? That was the last one? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, dude, that one was so and, bad. And 94, like... They did it in August, Pinky. If they The players struck... Now, this time it's a lockout. So that means yeah. the owners are locking out the players, which is what happened 10 years ago. And they had, a, they had a shortened season. Not by much, but they had a shortened season. 94, the players locked out because they knew what was about to happen with the owners. In August... The beginning of August, you're three quarters of the way done with the season. Yeah. You already have a good idea who the best teams are, who's who's going to be in the play, everything. MVP, everything. Players walked out because of how bad it was. That almost ruined baseball. It took um it it took steroids well, and Maguire and Sosa yeah. to put them back if, in the public Sosa spotlight. and Maguire did not have that year. The interest baseball, baseball would have never, never recovered. Back. It would have yeah. never recovered. And that's what that's about to happen. I will I will say it with Everything I believe. If they do not start this season on time, baseball will I, slowly I die. I still find hockey to be a more enjoyable sport than baseball because there's more going on. Hockey struggled after their lockout. Hockey's their still struggling. Struggle. I mean, they're getting better. They just now were able to get a deal back with ESPN to air games. That's how long it took for even ESPN to say, yeah, not really worth our time. I still need, I, I still need the red line. I need the red line on the puck. I do. It was a blue dot. Was it a blue dot? I, no, no, no. Fox used to have a red line. It would kind of... It, the, the red line would go right behind the puck. Oh, I don't really remember the blue dot. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch it enough, you get used to where it's going, and you, you forget about that. I, yeah, you know, I was in a bar the other day, though, and hockey was on. I could not tell what was going on. It's too fast. Because, yeah, the puck moves so quickly that you just... Maybe you guys move too slow. I'm old man. I don't want to have to wear, I don't want to have to wear my glasses everywhere, okay? Like I should be able to tell where the puck is and I can't. That's what that's what really It's a common it. complaint with hockey. I I liked the blue dot personally um, because it made it a little easier to follow, but the more I watched it the more I realized you just it gets to the point where you have a feel for You have an what's idea happening. where it's at cuz again that's where the camera's at, but the only thing that's hard is is was that a goal? Wait, did that Oh, yeah, the red light behind the net went on. Okay, yeah, we scored. Yay! <laughs> but my, the, my opinion in regards to baseball is, I, in a way, I think uh, poorly run organizations deserve to fail. And I, I, they're not going to get any pity from me. Um, especially when people try so hard to educate people to do the right things and for some reason they just don't. I'm like, don't care. I'll say it again. And Zach hates me. Dan was kind of on the fence, but... Plain and simple, baseball hasn't evolved in 100 years. They haven't done anything different in 100 years. It's the same thing from 100 years ago. Every other sport in the world has done things to evolve it a little bit. Yeah. Soccer is about the only one I can think of that tennis, maybe golf. Yeah. But like the equipment's grown and, and changed. So now they're hitting the ball faster, harder, longer. Baseball hasn't done any of that. You can go get the same bat from 1900 and it's the same one they're using now. Wood. You can't cork it. It's probably a good idea. You should probably start looking at that baseball. Everybody loves the long ball, right? Well, let's just let them cork the bats. Who cares? Right? 
What's the problem? Yeah. This isn't Little League where you're worried about the speed of the ball coming at the pitcher and hitting him in the head. They should the, be able to. the hitters are already trying to hit home runs all the time. Why not let it even more? Yeah. They should be able to shoot up in the bullpen. You know what I mean? Hey. I don't mind. They let it go to save baseball. Why not just let it go now? Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't. My thing, and also, I'll keep saying it. it. I will keep saying it till the day I die. Baseball is foolish for not using the technology and removing the human element of the ump. It is the only aren't they, sport. Aren't they doing that in AAA or something? It was tried out last year. The players absolutely hated it, which makes no sense to me. This is this is why I baseball and I have such a terrible relationship. I mean, I can tell you why they don't like it. Because sometimes being subjective is in their favor. Yeah. But <laughs> wouldn't you rather just get used to knowing this is always the strike zone and now I can actually know what I'm hitting? I mean, I would. Instead of having a guy behind the plate going, today I'm going to call it three feet outside. And then the guy tomorrow's like, I'm going to do three feet inside. Hey, I got a big titty blonde over here that's hurting my peripheral. I think that's a ball. I just... It is the only sport, literally. I, I can't think of another sport. Tennis probably could get away with Ten, it. Tennis, volleyball. But you still need the head ump to... you got that line. You still need the chair umpire to be able to call what the computer did. Which is exactly all baseball needs. You need an ump behind the plate to relay what the computer just told him. Ball strike. Out. Safe. Done. It is that simple in baseball. There is no objective i mean there are no subjective calls in baseball there's not there are zero subjective it, it calls either in baseball. was a home run or it was a foul ball it was either out or safe right strike or ball I there get, are no subjectivity in baseball football has plenty of subjectivity holding defensive pass interference there are lines where there is an interpretation to the rule baseball doesn't have an interpretation to those rules it is or it isn't Baseball is one of the few sports that, like, yeah, you're. I completely agree with you, Caleb. Like, chinky, it is. Chinky. It is completely like it is. It is completely black or white. So there's no gray area there. I just there and yes, that's kind of an extreme that baseball could jump to right away. But there are little things. Personally, I think having a DH is an atrocious idea. Oh, I love it. I, I love hate it. it. I don't want my pitchers who suck at hitting. Up there hitting. I don't. They only suck because they don't practice hitting. I, I, Guess what happens if you are there. forced to then practice something? You I, become decent at it. I, I don't want it. Pinky. I, I like the DH. There are pitchers now. I'm excited about that. Pinky, <laughs> there are pitchers now who hit better than the eight and nine spot guys already. That's a problem, and baseball doesn't care. I like the DH, bro. Oh, terrible. You won't talk me out of it. <laughs> terrible. Well, there went that agreement. That was short-lived. <laughs> short-lived. Yeah. You well, do one thing and one thing only. Everybody else does everything. I want Field my position big, players. fat guys that can hit home runs that don't have to do anything else but right. hit the ball. They don't have to go play right field. Ugh. They don't have to play first base. Gross. They can just hit the ball. That's all I want. Let me have what I want, Caleb. God. You can still have that. It's called a pinch hitter. No. I want Bring to, him in I want and to let him, able, pitch I want him to play. I want him to hit four times every game. Mm -mm. That's what we're getting. Hate it. I love it. Hate it. Love it. So, <clears throat> but yeah, baseball's about to kill itself. Zach, Yay. go ahead and get angry. But you know as well as I do if that strike goes. I mean, through, as long as guys issues. like Zach keep going to Rockies games, they, you know, uh, that's a whole other issue. That let's yeah. Hey, 
Kronky cares more about winning his Super Bowl than he did uh, anything else. So. Kron- yeah. Kronky's slowly becoming one of the worst owners in sports, in my opinion. I think the Rams would differ. <laughs> the Rams would, absolutely. The Nuggets, the Avs, the Arsenal, the Mammoth, the Rapids would all say otherwise. Oh, yeah, of course. All the other teams he owns yeah. that supply the funds for the Rams would probably not agree that he's a great owner. We should probably talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're not about way. We're not done with baseball yet. We're oh, done. We're, no, done we're, with we're done with baseball. We're done with I'm baseball. I'm like flatline that. And yeah, no, that's, that's about as far as I. Can yeah, that go that was baseball. done. Okay, we're good. done. All yeah, right. that was. Well, what else we got on the agenda? I I would like to discuss for a moment the giant Olympic controversy that's going on because I think it's 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 wild. <laughs> Olympics are a joke. They are. I mean, I, I understand why people say that. I still love them, but I think it's a joke. And I've said this before. I think it's a joke that a country like China is allowed to host them. I think it's a joke that Russia is still allowed to participate under the Russian Olympic Committee rather than Russia. Um, but for those that don't know, uh, and I, Avilia Ketalavov or something along those lines, 15-year-old Russian figure skater, Tested positive for a heart medication that's on the ban list because it basically allows more oxygen into your system and allows your heart to process a little bit more efficiently. I guess is the best what, way to describe it. What sport did she do? Ice skating. Women's figure skating. So it, it allows you to go real more... Heavy, real heavy on the cardio there, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it is pretty heavy on cardio. It absolutely it is. It really is. Ice yeah. skating, yeah. Big time. And so it allows her to go more at full speed for a longer duration of her her what do they call them not set um routine routine yeah and so this happened back in december when the test came back when the test was taken it was not confirmed as a positive test until the day after her team won the team ice skating gold then it came out that she had tested positive back in december for this medication so everybody wants her out banned she shouldn't participate i agree you test you're done it's that's kind of black and white rule the kicker to all of this is multi-layered, though. First of all, Russia doesn't care what anybody says. Obviously, they had a state-enhanced doping ring going on at the Olympics where they were hosting. Let's yeah. let's just you know. And we're banned from the Olympics, but you know we don't care. It's being hosted in a country who they're buddies with, and both of them don't like the West interfering in their business. So what did Russia say? As an Olympic committee, we're not stopping her. We want her to still compete. The IOC was like, uh, wait, wait, no. They're like, well, we'll just take it to the court of arbitration. Good old Switzerland. They're always there for everybody. Court of arbitration said, she's allowed to compete now while the case is being heard. So she's, she's in. So then the IOC goes, okay, fine. If that's how you're going to be, we're just not going to hold any medal ceremonies for any event that she medals in. So they're not just going to screw her. They're going to screw any other athletes that might have had their moment in the sun. So you got Russia saying F you. You got China going along with it and saying, yeah, man, we're good with all of this. Let it ride. It's good for the Olympics. Everybody likes it. Russia's our buddy. Hey, America, big middle finger. Now, here's where it gets multi-layered. The athlete in question is only 15. In a country that is notorious for do what you're told or don't be heard from again. 
So a minor who probably didn't even know the medication she was taking was on a banned substance list. And if she did, I would venture to guess, had no say in whether or not she took said medication, is at the center of this controversy. Now, that's bad enough, right? Well, let's throw another wrench into the thing because there was a Sharia, Shariri, Shariri, oh man, I'm I don't know, right. man. Richardson, Miss Richardson. She smoked some weed. From last summer Olympics, a year and a half ago. She won her race. She's about to qualify for the Olympics. Day after her race, she goes and smokes a bunch of pot, apparently, because her mom had passed away. Uh, if I believe I'm getting the story correct. And At she least a family member. A family member. She needed to cope, and that's how she decided to cope. This woman is an adult. Let's keep that in mind. She has come out now in the last two days and said, the only difference I see between these two situations is the color of my skin. Little 15-year-old girl from Russia is white. I'm a black American woman. Only reason I wasn't allowed to participate is because I'm black. I am all for calling the cards as they lie. And if it's racist, it's racist. No problem saying it. I don't see anywhere in this scenario that race played anything to do with any of this. So the fact that it was two different countries. that, that Oh, so that's where I'm going matter. next. Guess what? <laughs> the IOC didn't say Richardson couldn't participate. We did. America. Yeah. Because America's list of banned substances is a little bit different than everybody else's. <clears throat> she knew. She came out and said, I know, and I still did it. And now she's trying to say that because she's black, that's the only reason she wasn't allowed to participate. And because this little 15-year-old white girl is white, she's allowed to still participate. The, to me, that is so narrow-minded and so ignorant to even bring that up when there are so many other factors going on in that situation that had nothing to do with race whatsoever. So now it's it's an even bigger story than it already was. Do you mind if I put my two cents in? By all means, that's what you're here for. Why I don't like the Olympics. Um, because Russia is about to invade Ukraine. And oh, he said, yeah. And he said, if the United Nations get involved, it's going to turn into a nuclear war and nobody's going to win. And then we just skim past that and like, let's go see how you do in the Olympics, right? I'm like, okay, this guy's threatening right. nuclear war and we're like going to, we're going to complain about getting medals. Be cool if Putin's the one that ended the world. I'm sure that's what he's looking for. You I'm, really want to test the balls on America? It's probably not a good idea. I'm, I'm just saying, it's like, how am I supposed to possibly care about those things, you know, when, when it comes to the games, when when we when you have that kind of conflict, and then you're supposed to just pretend that nothing's going on. So I'm glad you, you brought that up because that was the last thing I was going to talk about the Olympics. The Ukrainian athletes at the Olympics right now have been asked how they feel about what's going on, and they are scared shitless is basically the comments coming back. How are we supposed to compete when we have family members who might be stuck in the middle of a war at They're home? They're training their citizens on how to defend themselves. Yep. And we're seeing how well we ice skate. I don't get it. I, do, I don't get any of this at all. Out of sight, out of mind, baby. The, the games are in a country notorious for human rights violations. Yeah. Like the Olympics don't care about people. They care about a bottom dollar. That's my point. That's why I don't care about it at all. Because it, it, it's so ridiculous. Because listen, if those people cared about their countries, they wouldn't compete. They wouldn't do anything. Right? And you want to know what? I, I say, how about we work on getting rid of homelessness in our country before we start putting all this money into people going and doing things like that. So... Totally understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you to an extent where I will disagree with you, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm 
pounding the table disagreeing with you, but I will disagree with you in the sense that I have believed ever since I can remember sport is the one common denominator that can bring anyone and everybody together. And, and you can forget about politics, race, religion, everything. Well, it can all go out the window I mean, and you can, at the end of the can, day, sports are entertainment. That's what it's no, supposed to do. No, no, that's where I disagree with this, especially at the Olympics. Yes, it entertains, but it's more of a coming together than anything else. If you've watched these Olympics at all, the amount of athletes from all countries that cheer on each other because of the camaraderie that that individual sport creates for them, and it becomes a little family almost, and the way it can bring those people together is incredible. So as athletes, I would agree with that. As a consumer... I want to be entertained. What I'm looking to watch is something that takes me out of my own world, takes away my problems. I would so, say that's an American mindset on sports, not a worldview on sports. Well, what are they doing it for? The athlete? Yeah. They're not getting paid. N- this I is mean, a strict pride. They do get paid. Let's not. They make money being Olympians, but. You go to win a gold medal strictly on pride and to prove you are the best at that thing. It's not, I'm going to get a $100 million contract after this. Now, if you win gold, you do get a lot of benefit from it. But they're not, the years of training that they put in, they're not getting paid to do that. A lot of the times, they're putting in their own money and their own time and effort and everything else to get to that point. In some countries where you may not have a very good life, regardless mm-hmm. when you are an athlete at least you've got food and housing and you've got some you know clothing we're a little spoiled here in america like we already have those things sure so for a lot of athletes that's a pretty good life dude most olympic athletes are not doing well financially they're struggling financially because they're putting all their money into their training. That's why a lot of these stories become so amazing. Now, they end up getting rich a lot of the times if you win gold after the fact. But if you listen to a lot of these Olympic stories, mom and dad put everybody in the car, rented a one-bedroom apartment so this person could train at this specific facility and they're spending all this money to try and help them achieve their goals by hiring coaches or gym time or whatever else it may be. So that I, the Olympics to me are pure sport. As pure as you can get. Now, they're not very popular sports, especially here in America a lot of the times. But it's, it's a pure sport where you're doing it for the sport, not for the dollar. And I think that's what I love so much about the Olympics. Because when they win, it is truly... I put my heart and soul into this to get to this point, And I've finally been able to achieve what I set out to do where you see a lot of professional athletes in America. It's just a job. The ones that become great are the ones who actually cared about it. 90% of the rosters though, just see it as a paycheck. You know what I mean? They don't really care if they win or lose. They get paid either way. I don't see that in Olympians. But again, I love the Olympics. You guys don't. So the view and the perspective is always going to be a little bit different. Uh, Yeah. uh, Especially in America. I don't know. 
I, I guess I just don't get it because there are a lot of other people in this country that work just as hard as them just to make ends meet. So it's really difficult for me to have really kind of sympathy when it comes to that. I'm not looking for sympathy, more of... I'm just, I'm just saying don't call it a sacrifice when it's a decision, right? Because those are two very different things to sit there and say, oh, well, we're doing this and we're giving up this. No, you made a choice to do that. You're not giving anything up. You made a choice to do it. And if my kid sat there and said, oh, I want to be a, uh, this Olympic athlete or whatever, cool, work really hard and I'm going to put a roof over your head and I hope you get there. I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm going to give up everything about my life so you could achieve your goals. I'm giving you the opportunity for you to chase goals by taking care of these things. I don't understand that mentality um, when, when it comes to that because that, in my opinion, is like the... Uh, I don't know. That that kind of just it just grosses me out. I mean, me per- it, I, I, so. again. I see where you're coming from, but I think personally, in America, if you're willing to bust your ass, you're always going to be able to make a better life for yourself. There's very few people who truly can't change the situation they're in in America. The, I just feel like that's that's a cop I mean, out. If, that- if you say you're stuck in something and you're in America, you're just too lazy to go work your ass off to get what you want. That, that's truly um, I mean, there's what a lot I of people that work their ass off, but just don't know what they don't know to get ahead. So go educate yourself. There's plenty of ways to do that for free now. I mean... Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but when you grow up in poverty, it's a much different story. Not going to disagree. There, There is a inherent... What's the word I'm looking for? There, There is a... It, it's kind of ingrained into the culture. In, yeah. in in yourself. So it's hard to break that cycle. I get that. But, and I've said it before, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you hear about not, not even, I'm not even going to say a race of people just living in a poor inner city area. Yeah. There's that. Don't be a rat. Don't snitch. When you know the crack house on the corner is the crack house on the corner. But when the cop comes and asks you, if you know, you say, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. You do know, and if you want a better life, you say the crack house is on the corner. Then the drugs leave the neighborhood and the neighborhood improves. If you're not willing to do that and you have some kind of code within yourself that says, I'm not going to rat on the drug dealer that's shooting up the streets my kids are walking on, that's on you. Like you have an opportunity to make your life better and you're choosing not to do it. So while yes, it is ingrained, at some point you either choose to break the cycle or you don't we were talking about it the other week kanye said everybody was like you're a sellout he's like hell yeah i am why would i want to perpetuate a culture that only wants a new european car wants to glorify the drug dealer and talk about screwing women all the time like why would i want to promote that culture i don't want to be part of that culture i did enough good for myself i can get away from that culture and i'm going to say it's a bad culture People call Kanye crazy. They call him a sellout and Uncle Tom. No, man, he's breaking the cycle. So, yes, I agree with you to an extent that that there are people who, I won't say cannot, but the difficulty level of being able to change your situation is far greater than anything I ever had to deal with. I grew, I, I was born into a sweet little situation as far as I'm concerned. Middle-class America, one of the best school districts in, in Colorado, got a great education. My, par- my parents sacrificed some stuff. I had to sacrifice things growing up as a kid where 
we were considered the poor family where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So my friends are all going on Mexico trips on spring break and summer vacations down to Disney World and everything. I was playing basketball in my backyard. But the benefit of my parents' sacrifice for us to be in that situation has allowed me to improve my situation as I get older. So I'm grateful for that. But I'm also not going to sit here and be, I could have done exactly what my parents did, you know, and gone to another area and kind of worked a menial job and not improved. But that's not how I was raised. That's not how I was taught. You take what you were given and you go make something out of it. You know, you, you get one cent, you double it and find a way to make it two. So yes, there is absolutely a mindset. But if you're not willing to talk about it, does the mindset ever change? No, somebody has to make a change. So, you know, there, there's truth to all of, all of it. Um, but going back to the Olympics, I, I do feel it is the most pure form of sport. I mean, it, sure. It, it's the only thing I consider amateur athletics anymore. I mean, I, I won't disagree with that. I just, um, it's too difficult for me to care. It's fair. With, with everything else that's going on, I, I just don't think that should be priority when it comes to anything, to be honest. I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. And I'm not going to disagree with that. There's a lot of things that could change real quickly if people started caring more about life in general than Hollywood. Sure. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely agree. If you're not familiar with the stories that we were just talking about, it's worth a read. I, I think they're the, the layers are insanely deep. Um, so... Check it out. There's some other really cool Olympic stories going on too, but I won't I won't get into that with you guys now. Shifting gears to Hollywood. Happened to have a big game this last weekend. Did we? We did. I don't remember a big game. I remember a big concert. <laughs> no, did I miss something? That was definitely one of my favorite Whoa. halftime shows. Easy. The game wasn't that good, Pinky. Pretty good. The last five minutes were good. Six minutes. When did he start to drive? Seven minutes? Seven minutes left in the game? That was good. The rest of the game was not that good. Pretty boring. Not very good play calling. The defense was even suspect. I, it was not a good Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, it was not a good game. You're a pretty tough person to please. I thought it was pretty good. So. Entertained. My, the... Listen, a few it, people at my house were entertained. It wasn't like, a thirteen-three defense fest. You know what I that's mean? That's correct. So, uh, I uh, I thought that Super Bowl was as good as this one. Right. Oh man. Okay. Well, at least now we know where his calibration right. lies. Yeah. The, the the play calling on both sides was atrocious, in my opinion. Atrocious. Mixon had fifteen carries and seventy-five yards. He should have easily been at twenty-two, twenty-five carries and one hundred and fifty plus. Cincinnati wins that game if they do that. That was a big play, pass happy offense all year though. Like don't care. I, I I'm a defense <laughs> run the ball kind of guy. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that it, that goes against what they were. Yeah. No. 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 A smart coach goes. I'm in the Super Bowl and I've got a dude who's rolling over everybody. I'm gonna change my play calling up a little bit. I'm gonna do what I have to do to win. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I will I'm also just say this goes against what. Probably the worst ref Super Bowl I can ever remember. No way. Yeah. No way. And that's based on two no calls. No way. Simply two calls. No way. Cincinnati shouldn't have even been in the game, Pinky. 
That face mask that Higgins pulled on Ramsey the first play of the second half. I agree. Should have that TD shouldn't have even happened. That was so blatant to miss that. That call right there could have made it the worst officiated Super Bowl in the history. I mean, there's always a few calls missed or the holding call at the end of the game. Everybody's complaining about. Yeah. Bad call, but here's the deal. It was on first down, people. First down. Why is everybody getting so up in arms on a call that was that cost them the Super Bowl? No, it yeah. didn't. They and, still would have had three and, more downs to get in the and, end zone. And two downs later, he actually had a, an actual legit holding call. So, I mean. But terrible calls in really, I don't really think obvious impact, situations. I don't think they impacted the overall outcome of the game, though. Well, no, because the refs had to give a makeup call to correct their mistake. I mean, that's probably what happened. I that's agree. exactly what happened. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, but the, for for the majority of the game, oh, I love the fact that there were lost, no penalties. They had yeah. lost their flags. Uh, I love it when that happens. Oh, yeah. The problem it, is, it just sucks when they finally found where their flags were. Yeah, that they were like, okay, we're start throwing them now. Yep. Because they had to make up on such a blatant call. That that's all that happened. When you miss that obvious of a call, you then start calling other things bad. It just happens. Yeah. So no, I wasn't that entertained by the game. It was. The Rams couldn't run the ball at all, which made no sense to me at all. Matt Stafford, everybody's coming away going, well, he could have been on, the MVP and he could have. Through most of the season, the Bengals' rushing defense was top five. Like, I'm not saying the they were bad. I'm saying so, for you to have 15 carries and 23 yards it, when that's supposed to be what sets up your offense, it, there's a problem. At some point, you realize you're running into a brick wall and you're not getting anywhere. Like, you stop doing it. So, what did he do? Let's throw it downfield. No, no short intermediate routes. No screen passes. No. Didn't have anybody they could trust. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then he got hurt. <laughs> no, Van Jefferson was a go-to guy all year, and then all of a sudden, correct? They when just set him long every Robert play. Woods and OBJ, like yeah, well, I get it, but set him up for success. Then I was disappointed in McVay for not putting him in better situations to get the ball in his hands. You're out, Robert Woods. You're out, OBJ, and you're out, Tyler Higby. Like the fact that they were, and again, the whole like with OBJ, OBJ is is Super Bowl MVP if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Mm. No, I think that's definitely. He was going to have a gigantic game. He was possibly. He was, he was on his way to that because I, again I they were double covering. Cup Donald should have been the MVP. Uh, I think, you know what? I think uh, that's arguable for sure. I, I Donald don't doesn't hate, play in that game. The Rams lose. That's sure, true. Sure. It's, it's, I, I don't I don't hate the idea. I don't think I mean I, I would definitely say you had three options. You had Stafford, Cup, or Donald. No, I don't think Staff, Stafford didn't do anything. You're, you're a quarterback, you throw almost three hundred, you had three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Wait, like most of the time they won the they How won many the picks did he have though? Two. Uh, one of them was one. He had one. One of them was basically a punt. I'm not really gonna the call second that one on was him. Off and the second one was off hand. the dude's hands. It was a bad catch on the wide receiver. He didn't do anything though to to he had a lot of bad throws all night. Off target, not on. He just didn't have any. He just, no, I don't want to hear he, he didn't have. No no no, backups, no, 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 no. Excuses. If you're supposed Look, to be a dude who we, wins this Super Bowl and puts himself in the Hall of Fame, you should have been able to we, do more. We all know if Robert Woods and OBJ were out there, it would have been different. Yeah, I, I think they would have got And Tyler Higby. Bengals should have been in the Super Bowl to Stafford begin with. Stafford liked Higby a lot. Bengals got lucky. They went on a little bit of a run. They had the ball bounce their way every single time. So that I never happens. I agree. They had a lot of things go right. The one thing they did do 
all season. They played from behind, and they were able to come back and win. There's something to be said for that because they sure. did it a lot. They also lost to the Jets. Well, they did that too. But they came from behind a lot this season. Their quarterback got sick, sacked 16 times in two playoff games. 70 overall. 70 for the season. Yeah. There is nothing on paper that says they should have been anywhere close to the Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, if you look at their offensive stats, yeah, that says that. That Tennessee game was lost because well, Tannehill's wide receivers couldn't catch the ball. They had, their so, play many, call was uh, atrocious. They had so many close games. Like, when you look at it, like, they had, I think they had seven games by four points or less. Those could easily go the other direction. They well, don't even course. make the playoffs, right? Yeah, what the hell is Andy Reid doing? Took his foot off the gas to come out in the second half. Like, so many things. They play Buffalo. I don't think there's any way. They, I think Buffalo smokes They get them. smoked, right? Like, I agree. Bad matchup. The yeah. Chiefs was a bad matchup. They were down, what, 21-3 to three at half? Yeah. yeah. That shouldn't have happened. Whatever. Like, Tennessee had them beat three different occasions in the fourth quarter and still lost somehow. I, I just... It, nothing. Joe Burrow didn't play great. He didn't play bad, but he didn't play great. Nothing about that game. I walked away going, "Damn, I just watched a really good game." I thought it was cool. Stafford was able to drive at the end of the game to get a touchdown and and lead his team to victory. I felt good for what happened for those players, but I didn't walk away going, "Damn, that Super Bowl." I was ready to go watch the Olympics, man. Like that Super Bowl didn't really do anything for me this year. It just didn't. There, there wasn't really a whole lot of excitement for me. You weren't excited for it, period, before the game. So I'm not. No, I just. I'm not surprised your opinion I enjoyed was no it, different man. afterwards. There wasn't a lot to so. me that, that was like, yeah, this is going to be. I'm really looking forward to this. I enjoyed it. I mean, the Rams were down in the fourth quarter. They had to come back. They had to have a game winning drive. They gave the ball to the Bengals with a minute and a half left. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on there. It was a very quick Super Bowl. Like, it went by really so quick. So, like I said, last yeah. six minutes were really entertaining. But that, to me, does not make a game. Is it one of the better, like, Super Bowls of all time? No. No, not at all. I still found it entertaining. But, again, I didn't have a horse in the race, right? Sure. And I was like, if the Rams win, I'm happy with that. If the Bengals win, I'm cool with that, too. Maybe like, that's part of the reason I didn't find it as enjoyable is because I didn't really care one way or the other. Normally, I want a team to win. There is a team that I prefer to see. I, I really, again, I didn't have that this year. I wanted Von Miller to get a second ring. I was selfish that way. I wanted that to happen. I thought it'd be cool, but like I said, I thought it'd be cool if Joe won because, in my opinion, that sets him up as a Hall well, of Famer. Like, if Joe wins, cool thing about that is now the hype's all on Joe, and we're not hearing Mahomes, Allen. Like, there's just so much like. The, that's the one thing I hate about all the talking heads out there. And there's a lot of them. And we're part of the talking heads, right? Yeah. Um, there's just so much hype on, like, as soon as Burrow beat Mahomes, all the hype was, was Burrow. All of it. Yeah. All the hype is the Bengals will be the top team in the AFC next year. Are they a dangerous team in the AFC? Sure. Are they the top team? Really? No. You ready really? for my takeaways after the Super Bowl? I've got three major takeaways. Joe Burrow is on path to be Andrew Luck too. Joe Burrow is about to be the next Dan Marino. And the Rams are going to be the next Bucks. Ready? I don't feel confident enough in Cincinnati that they're going to make the right decisions to pick that offensive line enough. I don't. I just don't. 
whether it's through draft or free agency, I just feel like they're going to make the wrong choices. That that I just don't have faith in Cincinnati to do, make they the right They don't have decision. a good track record. They don't. So I feel like he is already on path to be Andrew Luck. He's also going to be Dan Marino because I don't see them getting back to the Super Bowl. As talented as he is and as talented as that team is, what he has to go through and the amount of young, crazy quarterback talent, especially on the AFC side right now, I think they're all going to kind of get a turn. And I don't see him getting back. I, I don't know why. I just don't. I think he'll get I think he gets back. I don't know if he gets back right away. And the Rams are going to be the next Bucks. And what I mean by that is is they're going to bring everybody back, but they are so thin. The likelihood of them going another season they're being super basically injury free like they were this year is slim to none. Well, isn't that why McVay's pretty much talking about retiring? Because I'm like, he ain't getting Well, he's supposedly getting married. I don't I honestly don't think that has anything to do with him. I think honestly what it is with him is he is a different guy. He's just a built different dude. And he has, and I haven't, I haven't read anything. I don't know anything. This is my own two cents from a thousand miles away. I think he is such a different dude that he's got levels that he wants to hit. And once those levels are hit, he's on to his next challenge. I don't think he's hit those levels yet. I think he's real close after winning the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. some of that retirement talk is, hey, my contract. He wants a bigger contract. A, but here's like, the other thing. You can make $16 million like Tony Romo in the booth, or you can make $8 million on the sideline. You, make 16, you can make $16 million working 40 hours a week, or you can eight, make $8 million working 100 hours a week. So like Pinky says, he's about to get married. He's, he's been very adamant for a long time that he said once he has a family, he wants to be able to spend time with his family. I think this new breed of coaches coming up, this younger generation, I call it the Shanahan tree because they all seem to come off of it. They think about the game differently. They they process it differently. They handle it differently. They go about their actions differently. And once they've felt like they've accomplished what they needed to, I would not be surprised if they all just go, I'm good. I'm going to go try something else now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think uh, that type of innovation really forces people to change. The game. I mean, agreed. If, if you, not every coach has McVay's charisma and he looks good on camera, right? And he's a good looking guy. He can make that money in broadcasting. He can. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to go through the stress and the pressure coaching or go make that money in the booth? And he can probably make double or triple the money in the booth. So there is a, uh, an allure there. Now that's not for every coach. Not every coach has that charisma, has that ability to talk. Like it's not going to be an option for everyone. He just has to be one of the few guys that has that option. I don't see him leaving this year. I can see I can see him in like a year or two as that we've traded all of our draft picks, we've put all this money out there. Now we're in salary cap hell. I could see him then being like, okay. I'm going to leave as we're going. Oh, you mean what Brady though. just did? So that the Bucks will get another quarterback, and then once they have that new quarterback, they'll release Brady, and then he'll come out of retirement and go to his next team? Because that's the rumor mill right now with Brady. I mean. What team would he go to? Don't know. But people don't believe he's actually retired. People believe this is his way, Brett Farving his way out of Tampa Bay. Oh, well, you know how well that went with Brett Favre. So. Should have been in a championship game with Minnesota. Not much to do with him. What do you mean? The only reason they lost oh, that game dude, is because Adrian yeah, Peterson fumbled a, the ball. That was his best year. Yeah. Peterson he had like 4,000. Yeah. Peterson fumbled twice in that game. 
yeah. against the Saints in, in 09? Yeah. They were smoking him. Brett Favre was rolling. Was oh, okay. And Adrian Peterson fumbled the ball twice. I remember that way different. So He wasn't great at the Jets. But once he forced his way out of the Jets and went to Minnesota. Well, he actually wasn't bad with the Jets. He got wasn't hurt. Wasn't bad. Oh, it, and then he wasn't as good. Either way, he never wanted to be there in the first place. So it's not like he was putting his heart and soul into playing no, for the. Nobody wants to yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Co- Cody's right. Tom Brady to, to San Fran is the, the rumor. He's oh. trying to get to San Fran. Which would work out because Trey Lance probably still needs a year. It means they failed with Trey Lance. Just like the Packers failed with Love. That's what that means. Trey Lance still needs more time. Do I think you could run an offense with Trey Lance and maybe make the playoffs? Sure, I do. So why do you think he needs more time? I mean, he played one year of college okay. football. That Say no more. He took a whole year off. We're and... good. We're good. You don't have to say it. If you had any other argument, we would have had a problem. But that <laughs> perfectly is fine with me. And I'll agree with you on that. Problem is you spent a lot, a lot to get him. And if you're not going to get him on the field, he's not going to get better. That's also like, well, I've got this guy, and I think he could be good, or I could have Tom Brady, who I know can Do get you me know? to the Super Bowl. At some point, he's got to drop off. At some point. Now, granted, he this did just year, have his best statistical season. Second, second best statistical season after 2009, which was the Randy Moss second year. 2007. 2007, sorry. Um, second best statistical year in his career. Yes, fully agree. That does not say, though, that next year could just be the drop-off. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, it's going to happen. At some point, it's going to happen. There is going to be and a cliff that he I've hits. I've been banging that. I've been banging that for a long time, that Brady's going to fall off that cliff. And just hasn't, man. He could play another four years before that happens. Now, what, what could Honestly, happen is just he, being an older guy, he could just turn, like, the wrong way and his knees busted. Like, it happens, but... I just, if Brady wants to go play for San Fran, Trey Lance still needs a year or two. I, I don't hate it. I, here's the problem. Brady does Trey Lance no good because their games are so different. Yeah, he could learn how to read a defense maybe. Maybe. But Trey Lance's game wasn't sitting in a pocket as a statue like Brady. Trey Lance is one, two, three, read, gone. He's not staying in the pocket to dance around. He's running because he can. Well, so learning, this isn't Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre to me, where you can learn something from that because your games are very similar. Trey Lance isn't going to grow under Brady. The way Trey Lance grows, in my opinion, is by getting on the field. And I don't really care about Trey Lance growing at all. I'm talking about like you have a team that can win a Super Bowl. Like, you go for it. I do not really care about That's Trey true. Lance. Gotta, no, like, you know how I feel about that. All in every time. Done. If, if I, I have get a championship, to go all I'm in. in. Go all in. So I'm not, cared about, I'm not caring about Trey Lance's development. If I have Tom Brady who wants to come play for me, and he still has something in the tank, and we can go to a Super Bowl, I'm going. Yeah, why, why not? And I honestly, I so the part where I disagree with you in regards to the difference between Trey Lance and Tom Brady is, I think quarterbacks need to have more of an MMA mentality, right? I need to learn different things, things that I'm not necessarily I good at. I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. The problem is, is like Pinky said, dude's only played a year of football in the last three years. Yeah. How are you going to learn these things from Brady if you can't even get on the field to replicate it? Well, it's not about replication. I mean, not, not right now. I mean, 
there's still a lot of information he could learn. From he could learn how to be a, a pro. Quarterback of that. He category. could learn how to read tape and film and everything. I get all that. Those would be huge benefits. Okay. I fully agree. The problem is, is from my experience, that doesn't translate on to on-field success. If you haven't played in that long, and then all of a sudden you're, they're like, "You learned from Brady for two years. Now we're going to go throw you in." Now he hasn't played in five years. Like, you don't just knock that rust off. You're screwed at that point, in my opinion. So it's kind of like what the Broncos did with Paxton Lynch. Now, I don't think Paxton Lynch was that good by any means. But you don't put somebody who is Trevor Simeon and not play Paxton Lynch. You draft him in the first round. You go out there and you let him make his mistakes. From what I hear, Paxton Lynch was really good at Madden. (laughs) From what I heard, he was terrible in the film room. Correct. He couldn't get in his books. That's a problem. He's a However, some guys just are terrible on the practice field and great in the game. Other guys are great on the practice field and terrible in the game. I do like how your comparison with Simeon Brady Lynch Lance. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. Because that that's definitely a translation. <laughs> the point being, you played basically okay. a guy that was the same talent as Paxton Lynch instead of him. So... So if you're not going to let somebody play to see what they can do and learn from their mistakes, yeah. they're never going to grow. Ba- back to Super Bowl 56 <laughs> that Brady did not play in, right. thankfully. Um, Halftime show is the best part of that game by far. I mean, it was that was really fun. That was really fun. I enjoyed the halftime show a lot. Um, Sam and I were having a good time. My son was watching. My, my wife. I, my dad was there. Hilarious. So my dad, literally, as soon as the halftime show starts, he just starts messing with his phone. He doesn't play games on his phone, or I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure what he's doing on his phone. I look over; he is completely passed out, and his finger's still just on his screen, on his phone. Solid. And and this like happens throughout all of halftime. We're having a good time. We're jumping up. We're singing. Passed out. Just done. It's great. It's great. I and will remember that. Making Dre the pseudo headliner was a really smart move. I just think it's funny that half the Bengals team weren't even alive when they came out. So. <laughs> I love that McPherson kept his kicker's routine, and he goes out on the field at halftime, and he doesn't stay in the locker room with his teammates, and he's like, I'm still going to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and just watch the halftime Here, show. My wife, Boss move. My wife had one of the best comments. She's like, wait, this this – this halftime setup, the way that they have this this house scheme yeah. set up, the other half of the stadium doesn't get to see anything. Yeah, it was really weird. Did they pay less for their tickets? Uh, if you paid money to see the halftime show, I think that was the problem to begin. But there with. was everybody was in their seats at the halftime. Like they were all there. Where are they gonna go? That's the Super Bowl, Pinky. <laughs> what do you mean everybody is in there? That's what you do at the Super Bowl halftime. You stay in your seat to watch the halftime show. You but, paid a thousand dollars to see a game and a concert. Uh, no, no, they, they paid like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like ten grand for a minimum nosebleed. Do you, you guys want to know what what? Uh, so it was funny. I actually had because um, I'm NFL draft on a, on location. I get emails from them. I had opportunity to buy tickets for about fifty five hundred, <laughs> and get VIP access to parties with drinks and food included i like how you call that an opportunity but it was an opportunity (laughs) 
People paid ten grand for just the ticket. So I could have paid fifty five hundred and got the ticket and everything else. So it's worth an investment. Buy it now and see if you oh, can flip it. So I just I checked my email yesterday. Yeah. I already got an email asking me if I wanted to make a deposit on next year's Super Bowl. Yeah. Deposits twenty five hundred per, per per ticket towards next year. I was like, you know, no. <laughs> but the following year, when it's in Vegas, yeah, I might be interested. In Where that. is it next year? I don't remember. It's in Phoenix. Oh. Phoenix, Vegas, New Orleans. Gotcha. Hmm. Scottsdale is pretty fun. I'm just saying. Scottsdale is pretty fun. I, I, the wife and I were talking, maybe we might want to head down for the week and do some Super Bowl activities, but not go to the game because it's pretty costly to go. Here to the in game. a couple of years, I'm going to try to get us, uh, get us some good stuff. You're going to go Antonio Brown and buy a whole club level box seat. 2024, man. Vegas. God, I love Vegas. I do. I don't like Vegas. So. The food is so good. The people watching is so good. It's all right. <laughs> people making bad decisions right in front of your eyes. That's pretty good. I have both witnessed and partied with the most wasted person in Vegas. Let me tell you, it is a sight. That's not my form of entertainment. So, a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. A lot of fun. I'd rather listen to a podcast and see drunk people running around in circles. So. Oh, I love watching drunk people run around <laughs> in circles. I mean, oh, that is not look at me. this idiot over here. I mean, <laughs> it's... Me. I'll go to watching work. somebody dive into the uh, the Caesar Fountains is uh, Ooh. pretty entertaining. That's pretty good. I haven't seen that yet. I mean, granted, I'm not sober when it happens, so it definitely makes it entertaining. That but probably sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him some whiskey sours, and he'll open up. Don't worry. I'll be ready for a nap, not go people watch. <laughs> I mean, you can walk around anywhere in Vegas with your drink in your hand. Like, dude, I don't like being around people. Period. Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah. So no. I mean, I, yeah, I don't Vegas. Wanna, yeah. I don't want to be in. Dude, I'm situation. telling you. Well, you went to Vegas during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Nobody was there. No, not the second time. The second time it was packed. When I stood at the Bellagio, oh. it was absolutely packed. I stayed at the Mirage, and it was not bad at all. The time before, though, yeah, it was a ghost town, and I love that. But no, when I got to wait like 50 minutes in line to get a breakfast sandwich, I'm like, this sucks. So, anyways. Look, I, I definitely will say I am not on the Joe Burrow's going to get right back to the Super Bowl. Like, no. I don't think they're the he had to top win. team in the AFC. He had to win so many coin flips to get there, man. It, it was just... Now, what do you guys again. think about my three takeaways then? Those are my three takeaways at the Super Bowl. I, I that's think, what I came away thinking. I think that's very likely. Uh, every, Burrow's the next Andrew Luck. How likely do we think... What, what are we throwing? 50-50? Do we think the Bengals are smarter than I mean, that? It's, it's more so, like 70-30? It's so glaring that their O-line is so bad. I can't see them not trying to fix they it. They try to address it in the offseason, though, Pinky. The Chiefs did it right. Well, the Bengals did. Well, here, here's here's something though. Here's something you can take into account. Majority of players in the past, hey, we will pay you a lot of money to play in Cincinnati. No, nah, I'm good. What? Wait. No, no, no. Since he didn't ever pay anybody, that's part of the problem of their franchise history. Okay. But no. But in you think general, they're going to start paying people somebody, now that Burrow's if, there? Well, you have to take advantage of the opportunity you have. 
They have to go out and spend a little bit of Dude, money. Dude, those Carson Palmer teams were legit, and they wouldn't even spend money on them. There were a couple years with them Carson Palmer teams. The year he blew out his knee in the first round of the playoffs, oh, they, were good. they looked like they, they would win good. the Super Bowl. They wouldn't spend money then. What makes you think they're going to all of a sudden change their entire mindset and start spending money because Joe Burrow is great? I'm, I'm hoping they will. God, everybody is. It's For Ohio, Joe. dude. They were balancing I like Joe. <laughs> I like Joe Burrow. Dude, he you know, has it. I already said he's third best quarterback in the league after he, what he's just done. He has it. When the chips are on, or when he when his team is down, he has it. I love that. I hope they. I hope they'll spend a little bit of money. I hope they draft some old linemen. They definitely need it. That's really all they need. Their defense is pretty good. So give me, give me how you feeling about him being the next Andrew Luck? Where are you on that scale? I got to see. I mean, he's only two years in. Obviously, taking seventy sacks is not a good thing. All uh, right, it's um, more than Andrew Luck took, dude. I mean, he took a lot. I know. That's not, that's not adding hits either. So give me you 50-50. You trust the Bengals more than that? What are you thinking? I'm hoping they've learned from their mistakes. That's I am. not what I asked you. I want you to put your nuts on the table and give me an answer. Whoa. That's whoa. a weird question. I don't know how Mike Brown thinks. Yeah. I'm Gut too, feeling. Too. I don't want to be here to watch that. So. I got big ones. They take up a lot of the table. <laughs> Um, 60, 40, okay. 40%. He becomes the next Andrew Luck. So not terribly confident in the Bengals. No. How do you feel about him being the next Dan Marino? Literally both got there in their second year. Marino never got back. They've got such a young, young team though. I think he gets there again, but not as a Bengal. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, that changes because that's not what I had thought about, but that changes yeah, things like a little bit. Yeah, like year 11, they trade him to somewhere sure. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he I think he sticks it out with the Bengals, gets to that re-signing phase and says, you know what, you guys had so much time to fix this, and he didn't, and then he goes to another team. So That could change things a little bit. I could change my perspective a little bit. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. Now, Rams. Next Bucks. So thin. Everybody's got to stay healthy for them to do it again. Well, their their big dudes have to stay healthy. Aaron Donald, OBJ, Cooper Cup, Stafford. Like, yeah, I mean, anybody goes down, like any you of the think, major guys. You think where they're at right now with OBJ playing, okay? OBJ well, didn't OBJ get hurt. OBJ didn't get hurt. Do you think they back. beat Buffalo, Kansas City? No, that's the thing that pisses me off. I think Buffalo beats anybody. Um, if they didn't get so unlucky about that, you know, the coin toss. The thing. way that game went was crazy. I know, it's man. Still, that, that's just so Still mind-blowing. I, I think game. the Rams can beat those teams. I do. Basically, I don't. I, I still you think, think they can even get out of their own division next year? I mean, they can beat the Cards and the Seahawks. Can it's they? the 49ers. <laughs> Cardinals are going to be looking pretty rough next year from what it's looking like. Uh, I mean, Cardinals beat them. They were one-on-one against the Cardinals this year, weren't they? I think so, yeah. I mean, you think about all the talent that team had, and they barely got to the Super Bowl. (laughs) But they did. They did. Don't get me wrong. They did. Sometimes it's matchups and luck and, like, you know, things have to go your way, right? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that. That's why it's hard. Agreed. Agreed. That's That's why why we don't have many back-to-back it's why Champions. the Bills making it to four Super Bowls in a row is mind-blowing. And then even more mind-blowing that they weren't even able to win one of them. You, you want to know what? 
What's most jacked up about that is even if you said you only have a 25% chance, they should have at least took one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's, that's the saddest the only one they The only one they had really had a chance at was that first one. Against the Giants? They missed a field goal to lose. Well, I mean, they had a chance in all of them as far as I'm concerned. They, they didn't. They got routed in three of them. Yeah, just showing up. The Broncos got routed by the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks were that much better of a team. Sometimes shit just happens and then it rolls forever. And there is no yeah, stopping that train. You know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate, but it just well, happens. We had two things going wrong. They were the more physical team, and we were playing in like thirty degree weather when Peyton couldn't feel his hands. Like that sure doesn't help. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, osteoporosis so, was already kicking in. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was one hit away from being a quadruple. I enjoyed so. the Super Bowl. I had a good time. I liked it. I had a good time with my my friends and family. I enjoyed that were there. the. The event that was the Super Bowl, hanging out with friends, eating some food, watching, watching football. I was not that entertained by the game. I just want to see Josh Allen in a Super Bowl, man. I feel for that guy. Yeah, dude. I really do. And I think if the Bills play the Rams, Bills won. So, I think the Rams or the Bills need to continue to focus on a running game. Oh, yeah, that's all they to need. To not have to rely on the pass all the time. Yeah, that's all they need. They need a good bruiser or somebody. Or have to rely on Josh Allen running the ball. Hey, after Kamara. It will set- help, but, I mean, let's be honest. Coach makes two better decisions, and that game's over. Correct. Bills are, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. honestly. Like, S- squib kick would have won that dude, game. Dude, <laughs> that dude is sitting here this whole offseason going, why You want to know I what, though? That? Hey, I actually, I blame the kicker. Because if I was the kicker, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to do this anyways. I would have. All right. I'm like, fire me. I don't care, dude. Like, this is going to get us to win a game. I think so. I I understand what you're saying, and it's not a bad idea by any means. Because how often do quarterbacks change play at the line of scrimmage because they didn't like what the offensive coordinator called, right? Absolutely. The only problem I see with that, though, is when the team is on the same page for the play that's about to occur, and then one guy just goes out there and is like, squib. And everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that coach asked for a raise of hands? Like, hey, we should just kick this off regular, right? No. Yeah, absolutely. No, so, he told them. So, no. Him. So no uh, yeah, the team wasn't involved in that. If I was the kicker, I'd be like, you know, it's going to make way more sense to run off like five seconds, right? Just, just bring everybody. Guys, guys, I know I'm the kicker, but come here for a second. You want to know who I'm going to squib the shit out of this, okay? I want to <laughs> talk to the defense. I'm like, what do you guys think? Do you think I should run off five of these 13 seconds? They probably would be like, yeah, do that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, Or how about the defensive play call to just back off everybody and let Kelsey run 15 yards down the seam wide open? Like, yeah. Well, the fact that the play before that, they let Tyreek Hill – and have blockers in front of them. Yeah, why are you going into prevent? Like, so I, 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 yeah, I, I said it all year. I think they have running backs that they could use, and they just don't. I, I truly believe that. I don't think they're all pro running backs. I think they're very serviceable Which, for what they need. Again, this is why the getting to the Super Bowl is hard. Yeah, winning the Super Bowl is hard. It's about matchups. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the bet majority of the time, the best team does not win the Super Bowl. It doesn't. Dude, it's any given Sunday, man. That's it. That's so this is what I argue with Sam all the time about. Best team doesn't always win. No, In fact, the best team not. very rarely wins. It's the beauty of sport. There is a serious factor of unknown involved in every game. I was for sure the Rams were going to win by 10. 
I thought it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, yeah, you and me both had it like what 30 31 yeah. 17. Okay. Well, so. 31 21 was if my they, prediction. If the Rams would have played in the second half like they did in the first when it comes to the pressure on Burrow, it would have been a 38 10 game. Well, that's the other thing I don't understand. Why aren't you rushing five every time? It makes no make, sense. Make to him me. have to make quick decisions. Why are you allowing Aaron Donald to be double teamed on every play? Yeah. It, it, that's and, stupid. And obviously, as soon as they got into doing what they were supposed to do, it didn't look Look, much look like at the last play. It's a perfect summation of the Rams just had bad play calling all game. And that's, I think, one of the, I said it at the beginning, one of the reasons why I didn't think the game was that good. I thought there was terrible play calling throughout but, the game. Okay, well, it is what it is, though, right? Because it, they go in with a game plan, and then that game plan doesn't always work, and you have to make adjustments. Yeah, they didn't, is what it felt like. That yeah, last did. play of the they're, game, their defense sure as hell did, and it that's did. what yeah, matters. Just so. the first Too half late, didn't I work out like. great. The second half, the defense was much better. But Besides dude, that seven... That last play of the game is a perfect example of why they should have just been doing that the whole game. Chase was wide open down the sideline. Uh, I think the five sacks had, in the second half was enough of a reason to be like, hey, we should be doing this. Right, but I'm saying they should have been doing it all game. It would have been a blowout. I completely Chase agree. was wide open down the sideline on that last play of the game. If Burrow had one more second, now, they win that game, and that's a touchdown. As a coach, you're like, my front four should be able to get pressure on this shitty O-line without me blitzing. Because blitzing is bringing that fifth guy. Yeah. They just couldn't. Bengals O-line was holding up for some reason. It was amazing. Because since he was running the ball in the first half. Second half, since he forgot they could run the ball. Yeah. And then what, the Rams were like, well, let's can, bring a fifth you guy. You can run the ball in the Rams. As yeah, long as but, you're not running towards Ashawn Robinson. Well, Again, it j- as Pinky said, over. mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Yes, absolutely. All right. Any last final thoughts before... I'm sure next week we'll we'll jump in to start offseason stuff and things of that nature. But any last final thoughts to wrap up the NFL season as a whole? Not just the Super Bowl, the whole season. I just I I loved what the Rams did. They went all in. If you look at what the Rams have done the last couple seasons, they pushed all in. They have like three draft picks. And it's like fifth. They have one fifth and two sevenths. They just keep pushing this out, too. They just keep doing this. So when you see a team go all in and it works out, you're like, wow, that's awesome. I, again, bringing it back to the Broncos, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want Aaron Rodgers because I don't want to be good for three years. And then he leaves. If he gets us a Super Bowl, what do you care? Let's not, don't go down that road yet. We got plenty of time to discuss that. My final thought is the league is in great hands right now. The amount of star power. No, total. Just total. Kyler Murray. You still have Kyler Murray on the NFC. You've got Rust. You've got Rodgers. There's still talent there. But the young talent coming up, not just at quarterback. Look at Jamar Chase. Look at Jalen Waddell. Look at uh, Najee Harris and... So many dudes are coming in this league ready to make a difference. And I think that's an amazing evolution of the NFL. And I can't wait to see where that goes for years. I love, I think the AFC is stacked. Stacked. SP gave a thumbs up. He's, he's uh, on board with all of this right now. No argument from him. Zach, we love you, buddy. We miss you. Anybody that tuned in for the live stream, we're uh, sorry for the uh, technical difficulties to begin with, but we appreciate you uh, jumping in with us and chatting it up. And uh, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep trying to uh, do some things and get better at, you know, life. Yeah. Pinky, 
chinky chinky cheers everybody out there i hope you enjoy your two finger i hope you enjoy your week time with your loved ones i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave if i never stood tall nobody would ever see i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave if i never stood tall nobody would ever see i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve i can show you where my heart's at see it on my sleeve even if the beat stops my soul will not leave if i never stood tall nobody would ever see i can show you where my heart's at